0: Hey, welcome to NASA EDGE.
1: An inside and outside look at all things NASA.
0: Hey, we're right here at NASA Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And behind us is the Space shuttle Endeavour.
1: We found out everything we needed to know about the launch right on the NASA website at www.nasa.gov.
0: Hey, I want to congratulate you on a job well done in organizing this mission as opposed to your debacle the last time we were here. Okay. Hey, in fact, on today's show, we're going to be talking all about STS-118, its primary objectives to the International Space Station. And also, this is going to be the first educator in space,
1: Barbara Morgan. Which is great. And we're also going to interview some NASA EDGE fans and get an exclusive look at the NASA EDGE shuttle dog at the very first NASA EDGE tailgating park.
2: That's an external
1: thing. That's the whole shuttle being cooked.
2: Out of this world.
1: Oh, I can't wait to taste those. Yep. very tasty. In fact, let's go check out the uh, shuttle. Okay, let's Hey, that. you're watching NASA EDGE. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Come on, let's go. I think they'll let us uh, go inside the gate there? I'm hoping so. Let's yeah,
2: see. it's good yeah.
1: in 38 seconds we're preparing the shuttle dogs look at that that's an external thing we have dough for uh, fuel fuel up what i want to do is uh, if you took a skewer okay this is this is what
0: this is your job i want uh, those weenie dogs he doesn't like weenie dogs so we're going to use weenie dogs there uh, what i want to do is
3: is i want to build a spacecraft around this that flies and to the
0: grill. Where's the dog part? The dog is next. We, we designed him next.
2: This one's all veggie. That's the whole shuttle being cooked.
3: Don't assemble. It's already assembled. This is a combination
0: of vegetable on and oven. meat. These antennas up here on the cabin retract because then the crew aren't talking to you anymore. And these three engines, gimbal, rock forward and back, the SRBs light, 1.73 minutes later I want you to deploy from
1: this side of the grill to that side as they fall away. What we're looking at now, I know that the initial Viewing would, would probably make most people a little concerned about heart and health and everything else, but but these are the fat free SRBs. This is a fat free external tank. We're using the fat free or the light American cheese and the wheat buns to orbiter. There you go. And we need a. Um, uh, These chips, I can't say the brand name because that would be uh, inappropriate, but I will tell you that they're on the lower side of trouble. There it is, the number one official NASA Edge Shuttle Shuttle Dog. Dog. Hmm. You can choose to eat the blast trail or not.
2: Oh,
1: Mm. filming the heat. This is our first shuttle dog, although this is not its best aesthetic state right now.
2: Out of this world. Bam.
1: Huh, well, that's funny. Hey Chris, it's, it's not working. It's not working, we got a delay. Something's not right.
0: Outsider, let me explain to him why we have a hold on the countdown.
1: You know, there's some kind of electronical problem because um, I'm looking at my watch and, right. and this is frozen, so there must be some kind of delay or... No, there's no
0: delay. What happens is for every uh, launch, there are scheduled holdbacks. There's one at T-27 hours, one at T-19 hours, and then the last one is at T-11 hours. Hmm. And what they do during this holdback, which is scheduled, is that it allows the launch team to, to complete any unfinished business.
1: Oh, so essentially what you're saying is is at actual 11 hours before right. the actual launch, that clock will resume and we'll be back on schedule. Absolutely. And then, and then I can synchronize the watch and then we're good to go.
0: Yeah, provided that your batteries
1: are, are working. Oh, yeah. I got to, well, that might,
0: yeah, okay. But, well, w- that... but we need to take off because we're actually going to see the rollout of the RSS or the rotating service structure. Are there any scheduled holds there? No, we're just going to go check it out. Let's oh, go. all right. Well, all well that's let's cool.
1: go. Hold that. Space Center Visitor Complex with the NASA Edge Fan from MySpace. Let's ask her a few questions. So Sarah, how did you become a NASA Edge Fan?
2: Um, I saw a posting in one of my groups, the Space Shuttle Group.
1: And uh, you just thought it was so intriguing.
2: Yeah, well, I visited your page and went to the link and the iTunes and watched your episodes. Excellent. Well, thanks for being a fan. Absolutely. And and we just
1: need a couple favors. I have a few questions about space shuttle launches, if you don't mind. Not at all. Okay. Um, You obviously are a veteran of space shuttle launches. Could you give me any insight into what to expect or how to prepare for such a momentous occasion?
2: Well, one of the big clues is you're going to see it before you hear it. Okay. They're going to start the engines and you're going to see the puff of steam and mm-hmm. everything, yeah, okay. and then you're going to hear it uh, moments later. Another thing is you can see the ripples along the water.
1: From the sound waves?
2: Yes. And and you know that cloud
1: of, I don't know what it is, it looks like smoke, or but it's, it's not. It's steam. Not, it's steam.
2: Why, why do they have that? Um, they rush water through when the, they fire the engines for sound suppression. Sound suppression,
1: okay. So that's not from the rockets. That's no. something totally different. And why, why would they need to suppress the sound? I mean, we're far enough away so that we can hear it without ear damage. <laughs>
2: right? It's so that they don't break up the launch complex.
1: Oh, oh, oh so the sound would actually damage the SSS. Yes. Or the RSS, yes. right? Okay, do you know what those stand for? No. <laughs> okay, um, well, um, yeah, well, do you want to take a guess about what the RSS or the FSS would be?
2: Hmm, I don't know. Space Camp Barbie? Do you want to take that one? Whoa, who's Space Camp Barbie? <laughs> she is my buddy. She went with me to Space Academy I, I uh, like last her. weekend. I like her. She's
1: my height. So <laughs> uh, Anyway, I, I can answer this one. I can tell okay. you what the FSS is. Please and do. you and Space Camp Barbie, the FSS is the fixed surface structure. Mm-hmm. And the RSS is the rotating. rotating. Oh, very ah, good. Service I did structure. know. And no further questions. Here at T minus 29 and 24 seconds. And the excitement here, you can just feel it. I can tell you, I know now while you guys were upset with me, no one was here before. Everyone's here now. Hey,
0: less than 30 minutes. The energy level is coming up. It's increasing. Everyone's getting excited. We're all ready to go.
1: Now, there are lots of questions I have. We've talked about how we prepare, how the shuttle gets ready for launch. But what we don't know, or what I don't know, and what lots of people would like to know, is what is this shuttle mission's objectives, STS-118?
0: Well, the primary objective, of course, is that Endeavour will rendezvous and dock with the International Space Station. Excellent. And in fact, well, you know, as it docks, it's gonna have supplies on board the shuttle that's gonna transfer over to the station. And they're also gonna take some of the trash back that's on the station. Very important, right. nice. And also, too, is they're gonna add another truss segment to the station. As you know, we're, we're building that space station and we wanna have it completed by 2010. Expandability. So we're adding another truss segment, and also we're adding another external stowage platform To the station. Stowage. Stowage. Yes. You can store items, supplies, tools, storage space. Yes. And for the first time, we're going to have a new power transfer system from station to shuttle. And the fact that this works then the shuttle can actually uh, use the power from the station. Thereby, we can extend the mission for the uh, the shuttle. Okay,
1: so what you're saying is with that new system, just like when I work on the plane with my laptop, I have to watch my battery use and plan, and sometimes I can't do everything I want to do. Absolutely. But now, if I get that cord that plugs into the plane, I can just work away. Yeah,
0: essentially. It will allow them
1: to do that kind of work. Absolutely. Perfect.
0: And then also, too, uh, what they're going to do is uh, if, if that's the case, if that transfer system works, we're going to extend it another three days or so. Oh, great. And therefore, besides the primary objectives, we're going to have secondary objectives that gotcha. the astronauts are going to accomplish.
1: And so if it works, they'll actually do that this mission. Absolutely. So they already have those. Like, they don't have to guess. They, they're they already up there. If it works, Absolutely. they're about there. And don't, and don't forget, Barbara Morgan, the first teacher in space,
0: is going to be up there. And she's going to be doing a number of educational activities, wow. especially with the students in Idaho where she taught for a number of years.
1: So is she going to, like, talk to them over the phone or how is that going to work? Yeah,
0: she's gonna talk straight from space, right into the students' classroom. Like a video conference. Absolutely live. Absolutely, yeah, it's, that's gonna be, it's
1: gonna be cool for the students. Yeah, and hopefully she won't give them too much homework because it's still summertime. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I tell you what, we need to get ready for the launch. That's right. Uh, I gotta digest the shuttle dogs, and then we've only got T-minus 27 and five seconds. So it, you're here with NASA Edge.
0: An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Okay, I gotta get going. Okay. Okay.
1: okay Let's go. I see him. You can see him. Yeah. Zero and liftoff. Space shuttle Endeavour. expanding. Oh man. Good grief! Look how bright that is. Oh, that is awesome. (laughs)
0: Flight standing by for solid rocket booster separation.
1: We're here with NASA EDGE at T plus 2018 into an amazing mission with the Endeavour. I tell you, I,
0: I'm I'm, 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 you oh yeah, I'm speechless too. I mean, I just, our RV was rocking so much when that shuttle was taken off, it was incredible.
1: And it was so bright. I just, I, it just blew
0: me away. <laughs> I just gotta say, if you ever get a chance to see a shuttle launch we're about, about 13. Plan a trip. Yeah, plan a trip, come on down to Kennedy, Uh, check it out, be on the side of the road, it's it's unbelievable.
1: I tell you what, I've gotta go recover, but after that maybe we can answer some more questions about uh, the space shuttle and and this mission. We got viewer mail. Yeah, viewer mail, we'll do that. Uh, This is NASA EDGE.
0: An inside and outside look at all things NASA. (laughs) to NASA EDGE. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Hey, we're back here in a NASA studio. We haven't been here in a while. No. It feels and it's, good, doesn't it's it? It's actually great to be back. Sure hey, is. Hey, what a, what a great mission for STS-118. We're going to talk about that later with our subject matter expert, Robbie Kearns. And we're also going to provide some viewer questions from our Facebook friends uh, during that time. Absolutely. And that's Robbie good. will be here to answer those questions as well. Uh, but first, I think we have a, uh, a
1: special guest on the line. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, that's Kayla LaFrance. She's the actual... Official number one NASA fan. Well, does Good Ron interview. have her on the line? Up. Uh, Kayla, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, hi. This is Blair Allen from NASA Edge. Nice hi, to meet you. How are things nice going, Kayla? Going great.
2: How are things going for
0: you? Not too bad. You know, it's it's tough uh, working uh, back in the studio, working with the co-host, but we're we're
1: managing. But we're doing pretty well. Thank you. But but we do have some questions for you. I, I do in particular. Uh, how how did this whole thing work? How did you become the official? number one fan of NASA.
2: I just made like a 30 second video that highlighted just things that I've done throughout like going to space camps and stuff that just showed how much I really love NASA, space, and astronomy and I submitted it and there was an online vote on the NASA website and I guess I got the most votes because I won.
1: Well that's that's awesome and so you, you, when you became the number one fan they told you you could go to the next shuttle launch or did you, how did you, how did you work that out?
2: Um. As the winner, I got to go to a space shuttle launch, and the first launch was actually going to be right during finals. And so they said I could just pick a launch that would work with my school schedule, and so STS-118 ended up being the one I picked.
1: So uh, what was the coolest part of your—I mean, obviously the shuttle launch is cool, but you probably did a lot of different things. What was the coolest part of your experience down there at NASA Kennedy?
2: Um, as in the space shuttle launch, I'd have to say going into the OPS, or the Orbiting Processing Facility, and getting to go into the, the Discovery Bay, and being underneath the space shuttle Discovery. What
0: do you want to do after you get out of college? Please, not an astronaut.
2: Please um, an astronaut. of course I would love to be an astronaut. <sighs> but my ultimate goal More would be to work with, um, Mars Technology for Mars exploration.
0: Hey, Kayla, uh, if it's okay, we'd like to, uh, you know, keep in touch with you, uh, throughout the school year see how well you're doing that'd be great
2: well I'll tell you,
0: I'll tell you what I'll do is we'll take a break we'll stay offline and continue to talk with Kayla okay and then when we come back I think uh, Robbie's uh, waiting for us and we're gonna answer some questions from the viewers that's right and he's, talk about the shuttle mission he's actually here uh, IS IS
1: what's that in studio in studio you're watching NASA EDGE <laughs> and inside and outside look at all things NASA we'll be right in, back in studio <laughs> he's in, he'll be in studio don't be mad <laughs>
0: Hey, welcome back to NASA EDGE. We have a wonderful person right here next to us, Robbie Kearns, who is the project manager for shuttle here at NASA Langley Research Center.
1: Yes, and um, is it alright if I call you Robbie?
3: Uh, You can call me sir.
1: Oh, oh, perfect! Great, right,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Robbie, we have a number of questions from our fans. These are questions that aren't just your typical questions that you find in FAQ or frequently frequently asked questions. Asked questions. questions yeah, I All got right. that. Uh, we have seven questions. Uh, wonderful questions from uh, our
1: Facebook friends and MySpace friends, and and
0: from our NASA Edge uh, email address. Well, let's let's start off with the first question from Sarah in Florida. Uh, in what order? And how does the shuttle get stacked?
3: Um, The stack, as she refers to, is actually a combination of the solid rocket boosters, the external tank, which is the big fuel tank, and the orbiter itself. And the stacking process actually begins uh, with a mobile launching platform that they put inside the Vehicle Assembly Building. Then they take the individual segments of the solid rocket boosters and ship them from the manufacturing plant in uh, Utah and ship them to the Cape uh, and then they store them there. Then they take the external tank, which is made in a plant in Louisiana, and ship it by barge. Then the orbiter itself is stored at Kennedy in the vehicle processing building. Okay. Once all the components are there at KSC, then they uh, begin the stack-up process. They take the individual segments of each of the boosters, and they start mounting them on the the mobile launch platform. Then once the solid rocket boosters are put together and assembled, Then they take the external tank and bring that in and bolt that to the solid rocket booster. Then they bring the orbiter in, and so when when everything is all bolted together, then, uh, then it's ready for the three-mile journey out to the launch pad. that's
0: all done by a crane?
3: There's a huge crane inside the vehicle assembly building that's okay. responsible for lifting these critical items.
0: Let's go to question number two. It's from Chelsea in Huntsville, Alabama. Of course, Marshall Space Flight Center
3: is is right, is right there.
0: Okay, so her question is, uh, how does NASA plan to get to the ISS, or the International Space Station, after the shuttle retires?
3: Uh, once the shuttle retires in 2010, then we'll simply rely on the Russian spacecraft, which is a Soyuz, which has been flying to the space station for years anyway. So,
1: so like are the controls on the opposite side in the Russian craft? They,
3: they fly on the right-hand side of space. Right. Okay. There's always the uh, the chance that the, that other international parties uh, partners will have um, spacecraft as well that can dock at the station.
0: Oh, wonderful! So when the new vehicle is ready to go and comes online, you know, around you know 2014, 2015, uh, right, right? on then, the Russian space, right
3: then the Orion spacecraft will be able to well, carry it. come online. But that.
0: I hope that doesn't interfere with your media knot application, because what's happening, Robbie, is he's trying to become the first
3: media knot to go to the moon. Well, he's he's still got e- he's got half of it down. He's got the nut part. <laughs> no,
1: not. <Is laughs> oh, not. not, 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 not. I'm not. sorry, right, I okay, misunderstood okay. you. Oh, okay, yeah, okay,
0: okay. Question number three. This is uh, from Hannah Sue, who uh, lives in Ark City, Kansas. Uh, what does NASA plan to do with the orbiters after the space shuttle uh, program is retired in Excellent 2010?
3: question. Wow, there's a lot of people that would like to know the answer to that question. eBay. Uh, eBay <laughs> may be a very well— uh, be um,
2: awesome.
3: —very well uh, happen. Uh, the, the real answer is, right now, I don't think anybody actually knows.
0: What they could do is, you know, since there, are for example, the heat tiles, you know, there are over 24,000 heat tiles per shuttle, and we have three shuttles, we could use some of those for, for education purposes, sending them out to schools, to, to news and science classes, I mean, sure. Sure. A lot of different parts in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's still pretty
0: they it
3: for trainers or simulators? Or use
0: it as a hotel? <laughs> but in the cargo bay? But, you, yeah, you know, as, little as, little as space the... space uh, camp uh, addition. Spa-
3: that's right. As, a, as the largest uh, space transportation system vehicle that's ever been built, I'd be willing to bet one of them at least will wind up in the Smithsonian. Maybe we can get it here at Langley. Oh, Wouldn't that be cool?
1: Right in the studio. I like it. Right, right off the studio, we go right out and we get right in the cargo put bay. put the
3: studio in the cargo bay.
1: I like the way he thinks.
0: Although well, that well, as an outsider, do you think you have enough pull to get a shuttle here? Yes. Do you? <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> Write your congressman. Yeah. That'll be the only avenue I'll have.
0: Well, we have a. a actually, this question is from our uh, NASA Edge uh, from the from the website. Yep. Okay. Here's the, his question. Uh, the shuttle uses a system of tiles uh, to protect its underside during reentry, and we should be talked about that. Uh, why not cover the bottom of the shuttle with a thick, smooth surface of strong material instead? Or why not coat the bottom of the shuttle with a superficial disposable material that wears away during re-entry, sort of like an ablator.
1: A what?
3: You just answered the question. The, the material that he's actually defining is is called an ablator. ablator. It's a it's a type of material that actually burns away during re-entry. But it has disadvantages for shuttle use, which is why it's not used on the shuttle. Uh, those being that the material number one is, is a lot denser than the tiles that they use, therefore it's a lot heavier. Okay. Ah, that's and, and the surface roughness of the ablator is, is not smooth enough to meet the shuttle criteria. Oh, okay, gotcha. Where the tiles actually produce a really smooth uh, flow of
1: surface.
0: Okay. Uh, we have another question here from Vincent in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. Great question here. How are crew selections made for shuttle missions? Draft. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the, NFL, the army. NFL
1: draft. No, right. I mean it's, it's you know it's like an all-star. You know, is that right, sir? No, oh. but it's, right. it's close though. It's okay. close. It's close.
3: Um, crew members are actually selected out of, the, uh, out of the crew vehicle off out of the crew office okay. that resides at Johnson Space Center. Okay. Uh, and the crew office, of course, is made up of, of people who have gone through extensive training to become astronauts. Right. Um, they have various backgrounds. Some some are pilots. Uh, some are scientists, some are engineers. Um, those folks are usually called mission specialists. Right. Um, and the actual crew selection for specific uh, missions is based on several things. It's based on um, the people's backgrounds, you know, what the requirements of the mission are, right. So they, they try and match up the people's skills with the um, with the mission requirements.
0: Okay. Well, Robbie, we have uh, one more question. Okay. Uh, this is uh, from Steven in Shreveport, Louisiana. This is a good question. Uh, how is landing the shuttle different than landing a commercial jet?
3: Wow. Well, I've never really landed either one of them. But, <laughs>
1: oh. So much for the SME. Yeah. So question. much. For, well, no, I, I did stay at a Holiday Inn once, so,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I, I think I can
2: yeah, okay. get most
3: of this one right. Oh, there you go. Uh, I, I think really the, the biggest difference is the fact that the shuttle is unpowered. Right. when it comes into the land it's a glider, it, it's right. A glider. Right. right It's a wow. brick with wings yeah. actually is what it is. Um, it, it apparently handles very similar to a large uh, commercial aircraft uh, but you only get one shot.
0: That's true. That's,
3: that's so, right. You know, yeah, there's, there's no fly around. Absolutely. So, so something, uh, you know, something goes wrong, you know, during the first try, then that,
1: that's all you get. Well,
0: I think uh, we've come to a close on this show, Robbie. I want to thank you very much for Thanks being for here in the me. studio Enjoyed today. Thank you for
1: having me. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. And even though we have a great guest, don't get used to it, because I'll be back in this position <laughs> for the next show. Although we would like to have you on again.
3: I'd love future, to come back. Sure.
1: Thanks. So, we'll see you next time. Hey. Have a great day. Thanks.
0: Thanks.